Yeah, yes, this is a woman's center, but you know, occasionally we 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 do do this for men. So let me tell you what to prepare for. I'm like, yeah, no, it's all right. I've done this before. <laughs> See, this ain't my first mammogram. <laughs> You're listening to episode 131 of PHP Ugly, the premier podcast for fruit carving in California. What? Fruit carving and fruit carving accessories. I am your host. It's, it's some new thing he's doing. I don't Eric Van Johnson. With me, as always, except when they're not here, like John, is John. We're at episode 131. I think I've been on all of 10 episodes. I'm pretty sure you, you've, you've rounded it out to a nice even 13. Also with me, sitting in my co-pilot seat, is my good friend, Tom Rito. Why are we Hi. talking so slow? So happy you made parole, <laughs> Thomas. Uh I am in such extraordinary pain. What's up? My Why would you be in pain? My wife is is encouraging me to work out, which oh I my my, my clock is ticking on that. I, I've already made a commitment to John when we get into the new office that uh, we're going to start to go to the gym and work out a little bit. So I've been I've been eating a lot of candy. Been been uh. <laughs> Been burning through uh, some Twizzlers, you know. I got, I gotta, I gotta finish all this stuff uh, before the workout starts because you know won't be able to eat it after. That is so. bigger. That is bigger than a cinder block. This is uh, this is five pounds. So technically, scientifically, I should not gain any more than five pounds <laughs> eating this whole box. That's if that's if all that you works, eat. Yes, right? like if that's now what you have if, for breakfast, lunch, and dinner. That's that's I'm on the Twizzler diet now. That's all I eat. Heading straight towards Diabetesville. <laughs> it's the Type Two Express. So you're you're yeah. you're in a lot of pain from working out. You, yeah. Is, are you jumping? What is working out for you? You jumping in too far, too fast. Well, yeah, he he walked upstairs. Yeah, that was <laughs> no. I I did arm curls, and now I can't reach my keyboard. <laughs> it's extraordinarily painful. Oh man! Um, but yeah. the the pain makes my wife smile. So yeah, I can't fight it. That's one thing. Two when, weeks, man. When we when we start, it's going to be slow because I don't want to be in pain. Not that I don't want to be in... I'm fine being in a little bit of pain, but I still want to be able to go out and play Ultimate. And I don't want to be in too yeah, much pain. Yeah, I was going to say, I don't think you can avoid it. Yeah. Well, yeah, and, and you, you want the pain sort of generalized in both arms, not just right in the shoulder of the left arm. <laughs> yeah. You're always in a little discomfort when you start working out, just because you're, you're using muscles you don't typically use. So I'm looking forward to racquetball. We're supposed to. Talk, uh, John and I are talking about taking a racquetball, so I'm looking forward to that. I haven't done anything athletic in a while. 
So it'd be nice to nice to get out there and get something get moving again. Yep. Looking forward to it. Speaking of office, my gosh, it's driving me nuts. Ugh, we were supposed to be in there a week ago and it's like nonstop issues. Today yep. we were supposed to have the carpet installed today and they couldn't because it was raining. It never rains in California, especially Southern California, and it was freaking raining the past couple of days. Yep. It's one thing after another. And the carpet is the last thing. Well, we, we've been you think. I, sure. I went in there today. It was still an absolute mess in there. They were in the process of cleaning up, but there was still equipment and just dirt and just crap Ugh, everywhere. Free equipment. Yeah, grab, help there, them clean up into your car. There were there were still uh, electric um, electric outlets hanging out of the walls and light switches hanging out. But we're getting all new switches and outlets, so that's a good thing. At least look nicer. Just would like to like to get in there. Yeah, <laughs> like to actually use it. <laughs> Yeah. So uh, we have a little celebration this week, Thomas. I heard. Um, I uh, I got invited to take the poll on what food would be available at the at the Christmas party. But oh, that's not what I was going to. Not not to actually not consume any food. No, that that's that's <laughs> not the direction I was going with this. We have something else to celebrate. What's are, that? Are are. are our young developer is becoming a man. He popped his uh, Laravel cherry finally. Ooh, John. It's John a gross way to... of putting it. <laughs> I'm sure I'll get some hate uh, comments on that one. Eric, that's not funny. Be more sensitive. <laughs> so that's just your family. <laughs> that's, that's just my daughters. I know. So what I what I know about myself is. I'm a good hacker. I'm a good developer on existing projects. You put me, you give me some code, I can figure it out. I can add to it, build upon it, uh, improve it, hopefully. But when it comes to writing things from scratch, I am not good. Every time I sit down to do it, I get lost. I mental really? blo- mental blocks left and right. I just some, I would be surprised. Something just. I've tried on a few few of the ideas you and I've had. I'll sit down here and yeah. and start working on something and just for some reason can't get started. So I I will support the fact that John is probably hands down one of the best debuggers I have ever seen. He can jump into a code base he's never seen before as having a problem and track down where the problem is and how to fix it. So I, I've seen this in action, and, and it, I'm not even exaggerating. It's it's exhilarating to watch him do it. Yeah, but uh, but I I find it hard to believe, given given a clean slate, you suffer some sort of writer's block. It's bad. It's really bad. And we finally uh, on the main project I'm working on decided to segment off. There was already a semi-microservice, even though it's not really a microservice, uh, on a server, kind of separate from everything else, horribly written because it was written 
10, 15 years ago. And it's stuck on 5.3 right now. Like, trying to upgrade the entire server might be bad because we don't know what code is on there. <laughs> or like, what's actually being used. So the decision was made, let's rewrite it, use a, a framework, you know, have it live off on a separate machine in Amazon, which is great. Like, everything I want to hear. And I can finally make it a microservice because I've been wanting to actually dive into that world quite a bit. And I started down there. I got Laravel, Laravel installed and I was able to get Docker running locally with it. So I was getting those pieces, but actually sitting down and starting with the API endpoint for some reason was just not clicking. And I, I was supposed to work with Eric this morning to, you know, have him give me some pointers and for some reason we never got around to it. So I started again on it this afternoon and was running into some errors and just was driving me nuts and reached out to Eric and he was a jerk about it. He's like, Oh, it makes perfect sense to me. <laughs> I was, I, I kind of went back and read my response and I realized I was kind of a jerk. <laughs> John, po John posted the error in Slack. No questions, no anything. Just post the error. I'm like, yeah, okay, seems pretty self-explanatory. <laughs> he goes, fine. I'm like, wait, what? Was there a question? Did you, did you have a question? <laughs> he, he said, he did say that. Seems pretty self-explanatory. Do you need some help with that? I said, guess not. You said it's self-explanatory. <laughs> so I, I went off and I figured, I did figure it out. I got it working, but it was just, uh it's so it's turning into a fun project i'm happy to finally be moving forward with it see i'm, I'm looking back on previous things eric has said just just picking them at random and seeing if he sounds like a jerk so the most recent thing he said in slack was daryl asked uh if he would get a tour of the office and eric responded nope <laughs> Because they were putting the carpet in. That was the next line. But the, the first response was just, no. No, you won't. He's, he's good at that initial jerk response and then, then tries to soften I just it. Get to the, I get to the answer. I don't pussyfoot around. No, you're not going to get a tour. I'll tell you why if you want to know, but you're not getting a tour. <laughs> Thomas, you alluded to... This coming week, the other uh, thing that's going on is our holiday party. And yes, the glorious holiday party. It's it's going to be fun. I'm looking forward to it. It's been stressful trying to come up with a menu, and Eric likes to make fun of me because I have become vegetarian and I'm working towards becoming vegan. What? And yeah, and so. It, Trying to plan. How a long have you been menu. vegetarian? A uh, couple of months now. A couple of months. About three you... days after his heart attack. <laughs> well, I was gonna say so a couple. I... A couple of months. If you haven't mentioned it, and it's been a couple of months, then you're not really a vegetarian well, yet, because it's supposed to be like the first day you start telling everybody. No. It, how, it, how great he feels. How how, how wonderful his life is. You know. Do you know meat is murder, that. right? Between Just saying. that and, and playing ultimate, I mean, he's he's really kind of rounding out nicely. <laughs> Are you working on dreadlocks? That's next. <laughs> That's next with the with, with the mar marijuana. 
right? Is that the way I'm supposed to go? All hippy dippy? Yeah. Nah. Get do some hacky sack in between disc sessions. Nah. After the <laughs> after the heart attack, I went way more vegetarian, but was still you know having meat once in a while. But uh, it's it's probably been. I was trying not to have any meat when we went to PHP World and ended up having meat on the airplane because I didn't request a vegetarian meal and I was it's starting. Not, not really meat. It's meat. Yeah, it's, it's the tuna of the so land. So I'm pissed off because, you know, my, my little foodie buddy is gone now. You know, guy, I, I used to enjoy going out and <laughs> we'd grab a steak and a couple of beers or some wings and lost that forever. But maybe you've gained learning about some alternatives. I had a vegetarian. That's, I, had a veget- I told you, the dude on dude thing is still gay, no matter what you call it. So, there's no problem with that. I had, a, had my first vegetarian Thanksgiving. And the... Tofurky was actually really good. Please stop talking. It was about good. This. It was good. You're looking bad. No, you're looking bad, man. The kids literally ran out of tears. It was great. <laughs> they cried so much that the just just empty sockets. They didn't even know. Hey, I applaud people who are vegetarians. I it's it's not a lifestyle for me. I couldn't do it. You, wait, you say that you don't know that for a fact. And no, I know for a fact. Yeah, it, no, I'm on board. We, I think me and Eric both know that that's I, not happening. I said the same. I would literally I, start gnawing on my own fingers. I said the same thing months ago. Gnawing on my own fingers. Same thing. I would gnaw on my own <laughs> fingers. Different people, John. Anyway, They're different people. It it gives me a new appreciation for uh, people that run conf- we conferences well, because we, I didn't do a very good job with this at Wave. And you know there are people that have those restrictions. Like, no, I want a vegetarian meal. So this coming wave PHP, I'm going to try and be more accommodating to, to people. Oh, God. Okay, so. I was bringing up so wave far, PHP. So, so that, you know what that means? We're, we're going to pay $50 a plate for, like, lettuce, carrots, and celery. Yeah. So, so That's far, John has told us about how he's a vegetarian going vegan and that he's going to be doing CrossFit soon. <laughs> Possibly. <laughs> you got to get those things out. You got to get them out there. People need to know. <laughs> sure where that came from, but that was good. Can't talk to you guys about anything. No. You can. No, you can. You can, you can send random uh, error messages in Slack and let Eric just shit all over him. <laughs> <laughs> I really need to take it. Like, I want to have one of those, uh, like, days where, like, the ghost of Christmas past comes and visits me, and I can see how I actually interacted with people. Because, you know, in my weird world, I feel like I'm very nice and accommodating, but everybody thinks I'm so mean. <laughs> you know what's going to happen too is that the ghosts of Christmas past are going to show up and say, "Hey, Eric, we're building a team." You're on board. <laughs> Aren't you here to help me? No, no, no. You're, no, no, you're, no, no. We, you're, you're one of us. Your ticket was up a long time ago, buddy. Yeah. We thought we got you with that testicle thing, but woof, close call. Uh, yeah. 
We have, uh, we have, I have to, I don't know why I'm sharing this with you guys, but. <laughs> and the rest of the world. In the rest of the world, but I actually have to go get a, get a mammogram now. Yeah, that's one of the things about having cancer. No matter how long ago it's been, it's been over 10 years for me. I've been, I've been cancer free for 10 years. Vegetarian. They won't. They they won't say cured for whatever reason. They never say cure. They always say in remission. Yep. I mean, yeah, because it's like, the, the implication that they've they don't they have liability anymore. They, right, right. Yeah. But but of course, I'm having some issues, and you know, right off the bat, you know, everybody everybody reacts a certain way, and next thing you know, I'm having to call the women's center and come in for for a mammogram so the lady they, the lady is talking to me and she's like she's like yeah yeah yes this is a woman's center but you know occasionally we, we we do do this for men so let me tell you what to prepare for i'm like yeah no it's all right i've done this before <laughs> it's like, this ain't my first mammogram so the the key is when they 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 put you in those those plates and squeeze you together. You got to go, uh like that. <laughs> well, the last time I had this done, and if you if you've never met me in person, I'm a rather large individual. I'm about six five, three fifty, so I'm not a small person. And last time I had this done, and as you can imagine, they're done in the office, and the people doing it are very women focused for obvious reasons. And I walk in, and the nurse who is doing this for me, she has to be, I'm not exaggerating, she has to be about 4'9", 4'10". And she looks at me, and she goes, somebody really should have told me you were coming. <laughs> she goes, I don't know if my machine's going to work for you. And because they, you know, they, they only go up to a certain height. And she's like, I would have sent you to another office. So I ended up having to like do this like weird little squat thing with my with my chest out, and it was uncomfortable. He had to put his cigar away and put down his scotch. <laughs> it's it's intimidating going to a women's medical center. You gotta you gotta make yourself manly somehow. You go, hey, yeah, I'm here. You know, you're kind of hot. <laughs> I do you. Oh my yeah, god. Anyways. Here Next to get my boobs squeezed. <laughs> <laughs> so I'm, I'm trying to. Dis- I, I, trying I like to walking out. From... I just I just walk out back in the lobby. And go, Whew, not pregnant. Thank God. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> uh, you, you were concerned just minutes ago that you were going to get crap on Twitter about this episode. <laughs> Don't yeah. worry. Pretty much nailed that one down. I'm your shield, man. I'll take this one. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. How do we go from talking about John's first Laravel project to me getting a mammogram? <laughs> I don't know. You, it was a weird you, arc. You worried about me oversharing, and, and you went, like, <laughs> over the cliff. Hey, we have good news, though. Other good news. PHP 7.3 was released. Yes. See, I'm bringing it back. I'm bringing it back to PHP somehow. I'll just crowbar it in there. Who's excited? No. No? No. It's a super boring release. 
Yeah. You know, those are the best releases, though. Those are the ones you want. Just, hey, this is just making things better. No issues upgrading here. There's, well, no, there's a major issue upgrading. The, uh, the declaration and use of case-insensitive constants has been deprecated. So, old stuff that was defining constants as not all uppercase is going to throw deprecation warnings all over the place now. Um... That's the big gotcha in this version. Yeah, but it's not. It's well, not it's breaking anything. Yeah, it's not breaking right. anything. Yeah. Um, the the only feature that I saw that I cared about even remotely was that they added HR time, which is a high resolution time stamp. So now, you can use that. <laughs> yeah, I was pretty good with my timestamps already. So, besides that, that's it's just bug fixes and. Uh, library upgrades and stuff like that. Mm. Not not very exciting. Seven four is going to be the really exciting one. Lots of new stuff, but that's still a year away. Yep. But what we did see is the 2018 Laravel survey. Well, before you, before I, we move on are to you that, ready for this one. Hold on before before we move on to that. We we would be remiss to if we would not be considered good PHP media people if we didn't mention the fact that we have a lot of end of life's happening now. We're we're in December of twenty eighteen. No more five six. No more seven zero. So, if you're out there, if that's a big deal to you, and it really kind of should be, but. Quite honestly, I've got a lot of five six stuff out there still, and uh, I mean the seven stuff, not that bad. I think I, everything I have is on seven one or seven two now. Oh, yeah, uh, now five, five six stuff. actually has support until January first, but seven is right. dead. Seven is dead, dead. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're the, yeah. The, the, the the clock is ticking on five six. I mean we're we're in De- we're in December. That's that's what I'm saying. So, um, if if that's a big deal to you guys, you need to you need to make that effort. I'm really curious about the people. I I know what's holding up some of our code bases, but curious about what's holding up some other people's code bases. Where are you at, John? I, I know your your team, the the project you're working on was. I mean, we we if you listen to the early days of PHP Ugly, we were giving you a hard <laughs> time about still being on PHP four. So yeah. I know you've had a quite the the struggle. Are you guys up to speed? No, still on five six. I've I've opened PRs left and right to to make it seven compatible. And the last one, the last PR went live uh, yesterday actually, and that was upgrading. There was one usage of mcrypt in the library, so that had to be changed out for uh, libsodium, which got that up and running. So now it's a matter of getting it into final testing. So spinning up a 7.2 server and then get QA on it. So theoretically, possibly by the end of the year, they'll actually pull the trigger and upgrade everything, but I'm not holding my breath on that. It'll probably be sometime in January, Q1 of next year. And and again, monolithic application, legacy code. I mean, all all the just... Everything across the board, which makes 
moving from any version to any version challenging so yeah i was actually looking through the code on something else today and found a, a comment from 2006 where it said this is meant to be an obfuscation tool obfuscation tool and not for serious security <laughs> <laughs> oh man i like the honesty of it yeah <clears throat> the sad part is uh, never mind, I won't get into that. It's pretty bad. <laughs> <laughs> All right, yeah. so you want to talk about Laravel survey, uh, Thomas? Yeah, I mean, I feel like that's we're just sort of known for that now. <laughs> it's, a, it's a shorter survey than I remember it being. Um, yeah, have you guys taken a look at it? Yeah, I, I looked at it, and I agree with you. It, it did seem very short. We're gonna we're gonna have the same complaints about it that we did last year, or last time. No, my out. complaint my complaint is refined. <laughs> we have all new targeted complaints. Uh, all, it's the same one complaint, but with greater evidence. <laughs> Go for it. I, I have a feeling it's gonna be around enterprise information. Whoa! Spoilers. <laughs> it. it it's about one specific question, which is Laravel is mature and robust enough for A, enterprise projects, B, medium projects, or C, small projects. Mm-hmm. Where when you hit two questions before that, what size Laravel projects do you work on? Medium, enterprise, small. or small? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. That, well, that was, that's my issue in this one, is that, is that the, the questions, the, the answers to the questions do not match up. But, um, but I mean, some of them are opinionated, and quite honestly, I mean, depending on what part of enterprise you, I don't want to, I don't want to beat this horse anymore. But the code itself, if you're saying, can I, can I take the Laravel framework into an enterprise environment and write applications using it? Yeah, absolutely. Is it enterprise <laughs> yeah. supported? No, it's not enterprise no. supported, but. If you work in an enterprise, that's nothing new. And and I've shared this before. You're always introducing new edge case solutions in enterprise. The the difference is when it's not quote unquote enterprise ready, you have to jump through additional hoops and take additional precautions and give additional justifications on why you want to use it, but you can use it. I think Laravel is a perfect example of that where if you're a shop, if you're an enterprise shop that develops in PHP, introducing Laravel into projects seems like a very reasonable thing to do. And if you have to have justifications on why you want to use that framework over another framework, say something like Symphony that may have enterprise support, those are the sort of hoops you would have to jump through. So the, the question is a little misleading. Is it mature and robust robust enough for enterprise? Sure, the code base is. The structure around it does not make it enterprise ready. And we we don't have to rehash all that. We can if 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 listeners in in Discord are interested in our arguments of why why Laravel is not enterprise ready, ping us and we'll we'll circle back on this, but that's that's my honest opinion on it. My my issue with it is just that the survey is asking what I consider very pointed questions 
for the kinds of people who would take this survey. And I was going to say, the other thing is, you have you only have Laravel developers probably responding to the survey. <laughs> right. And, and, you know, when they say, why did you choose Laravel? 1,000 people said ease of use. The next highest response is 250 people saying documentation, which falls under ease of use. And the next 225 say community. Uh, only 61 people said performance, and 39 people said other. What size project do you work on? Overwhelmingly medium, quote-unquote, medium projects. Is it mature enough for enterprise? Overwhelmingly, yes. It's like, it's people who aren't working in enterprise projects and aren't working for companies that have more than 10 employees saying absolutely IBM should use this and it's like to me that's the ridiculous part is that the the things don't relate correctly the next question is kind of interesting too because it's almost a 50 50 split on this one they say are you able to find the quality and quantity of Laravel developers you need 400 said yes 350 said no it's like wow it's that's that's a weird kind of split on that question. Yeah. And overwhelmingly, the response to I'd love it if there were more Laravel dot 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 is tutorials. That That's like of all the questions, the, the most that was the well one that me the most. That drives me nuts. Like, you understand this is the most well-covered framework as far as tutorials <laughs> ever <laughs> in the history of frameworks ever. Maybe they should have said free tutorials. Maybe that's it. Even then, I would argue that there are probably yeah. more free tutorials on Laravel than anybody else. Yeah, I saw that. I'm like, you know, tuto- really tutorials? As, as, a newer, as a newer Laravel developer, where can I go find these so-called tutorials? Because I've been struggling for a couple of days. Now. I wish I knew. Hey, listen, we'll let you know as soon as we get a sponsorship uh, money from one of them. <laughs> From the one of them, we've we've talked about it enough on the show for free. Laracast, if uh, if you're listening and you happen to not know what we're talking about, it's Laracast, hands down. If you're if you're learning Laravel and you don't know where to start or are confused about something, go to Laracast. One hundred percent guarantee they have a video tutorial about it somewhere. Uh, there's, it, there's currently 1,402 lessons on Laracast, totaling it, up 237 hours of video. And Laracast is not the only source. It's probably the source of truth in the Laravel community. Uh, there's a lot of history there. Uh, Jeffrey Way has been with Laravel, been very involved with Laravel from, from a very long time, if you're not aware of who he is. He's but, literally Taylor Otwell's Tyler Durden. There, there are probably a dozen other of these online uh, courses that have Laravel-specific courses. I mean, just about any of them now have it. Um, and they're all pretty good, so check it out. Sticking in that same metrics, though, um, I found regional conferences interesting. That, that had a pretty strong showing of over 500. And I'm wondering if by regional conference... They're, they're talking, so more Laravel conferences have been popping up across the globe. So there's this year, uh, Laravel Australia, 
uh, happen. Um, there's always been Laravel AU, and then I think there was another Laravel in England, some Laravel England conference. Um, there's a Laravel conference in uh, India, and uh, I want to say there's one more that's popping up. I'm curious if that's the regional conferences they're talking about or if they're even getting more micro like that, more micro in the sense of I like to see more like country regional conferences where you know, there's one, a Laravel, maybe well, a Laricon West Coast. Yeah, Laricon East Coast. I'm curious about what 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 people's motivation to regional conferences was. <laughs> Um, meetups, meetups still made made a strong showing, which I feel so bad about. But I mean, we just couldn't support our meetup anymore. It was nice. I mean, it, it was good in its heyday. We had a lot of people, but you know, the last the last year or two of its existence, we kind of whittled down to about a dozen people, and there just wasn't a whole lot to talk about, and so that went away. Podcast. Yeah, I, I stopped. I stopped going because I moved here and. And oddly enough, numbers just dwindled after that. Yeah, it's just something about me always yelling at people. I don't know, making <laughs> Marcus cry. I don't know what the hell that was about, but man, yeah. good stuff. Podcast. We, I guess, we can talk more about Laravel on this podcast. Maybe people, people will listen to us. Well, we do have a Laravel thing actually. Still, you announced. At the very end of last week's episode, that you're now using Forge, holy which crap! Is I announced a, lot a of Laravel product. John, we need to talk about last week's episode because I, I I went back through and listened to it, and I I, I announced a lot of things. <laughs> yeah, really. <laughs> uh, yeah. Now, did, hold on, before we get there, did you say what the announcement was for next week? The the big thing happening next week, where we started the show. Yeah, you talking about last week? No, no. You we started this week's show. You were saying there's a, a something going on this week or next week. No, he was. T- are you talking about where you, you went into the holiday party and? Are, yes. Are no, you yeah, listening he, to the show at all, Thomas? <laughs> trying very hard. I'm in so much pain. <laughs> yes. I, I, I was referencing the fact that uh, John did his first Laravel project. Okay, gotcha. Right. But uh, back to Forge. Yeah, so I finally broke down. Um, as I as we announced last week, we uh, acquired uh, Mission Control, getmissioncontrol.io. Um, for all your monitoring needs, getmissioncontrol.io. Check it out now. Get mission control. Was that, was that you gotta get, say it three times. Get mission control. Get, get. Yeah, I had to. I had to. G-E-T, I had to say the same thing last week. Mission control. Dot. Io. You should probably register. Get mission control. Anyways. <laughs> yeah, it probably should. <laughs> Somebody else will. Um, but. Uh, where was it going with that? Oh, yeah. So as we were transferring the uh, servers and stuff over to us, uh, they were on DigitalOcean, which is one of the environments that John and I work in. And we're like, okay, well, let's just let's just switch um, just you know switch the images over to us. And I noticed that he he was using Forge because it has a it has a directory structure. It's pretty obvious 
that he was uh, that they were using Forge. So we have somebody in our team who uses Forge, and I I reached out to him. I'm like, dude, do you really feel like you get a benefit from using Forge? And he's like, yeah, you know, sort of, but you know, not not too much, and not, not a huge benefit. And so I looked at Forge, I looked at the costs, I looked at what it was doing. And quite honestly, it's one of those services where it's doing just enough, especially at the level we're using it. Uh, it's doing just enough to make it worth it. So if you're not familiar, Forge is a product uh, by Taylor Otwell, the creator of Laravelle. And it's made as a kind of a middleman to, to help you do deployments and, and configure servers. So you, you still have to pay for your servers on DigitalOcean or AWS or uh, Linode. There are a couple services that he supports. Um, so you still pay for those services, and then you pay Taylor to use the Forge product, and it spins up servers and does a few things. Um, things like manages certs for you, which is which is nice. All things that we've mainly done in the past, and we've written scripts for and and things like that. It's just, yeah, you know, for what we're spending on it, and we, we get the higher end uh, tier. I think it's was like 400 a year. Um, we probably will probably benefit from it. I mean, I, I've been migrating servers over to the Ford service we have. Um, just to so we can shut down some of our legacy apps, and just being able to spin up new sites and hook it into Git, I hook you have the ability to hook it into a branch like your master branch, and every time you do a push to master, it will auto deploy to your Forge server. Things like that, which like I said, aren't super overwhelming to do yourself and to write scripts for, but it's just nice not to have to worry about it. Um, so we'll probably get we'll probably get a financial benefit out of it because I've complained for years about you know we at Diego Dev we don't have dedicated ops people we don't have people who all they do is work on servers so it's always a developer or John or myself having to take time to do this stuff and you know occasionally you like it because it's it's fun to get in there and do it but. You know, when all you need is like a new site, like, you know, we're spinning up a site for Wave. I'm like, oh, God damn, I don't feel like, you know, writing the script to renew the Let's Encrypt cert every three months, writing the script to do the auto deploy, doing this, doing that. And with Forge, it's kind of all taken care of. So, so I am it. liking it. Via Forge, you can now upgrade to PHP 7.3 pretty easily. Right. right. Yeah, it does have some nice features. Um, it does some minor security maintenance as well. Um, but you, we, Matt Lance, friend of the show, talked about it in Discord uh, earlier. And his general attitude was that it wasn't a cure-all. This is not a replacement for DevOps. It's just a, a nice thing to have to cover your ass on a couple things. But there are, are still things you need to worry about, like Nginx uh, updates and trying to update the platform as a whole, trying to update your kernel and stuff like that, where you still need to do some manual work on it. Yeah. And, uh, and I, I did, I did get called. <laughs> I get, I guess I had, I had referred to uh syntax seed as a, as a dude at some point. 
and and she was pleasant enough to to message me on Discord. He's like, you know, I'm not a dude. <laughs> I have a couple bro. kids. Not and, a dude, uh, bro. <laughs> yeah. So that, that that was my fault. But she she actually had a good question. She um she was mentioning, and I I don't remember exactly what how the question was worded, but essentially, hey, you know if if I already have my service spun up, if I already have it configured, does it make sense to pay for Forge if, you know, if I'm not doing anything to the server? And again, you know, that's, that's just like a value question. Um, you know, for, for what we do and how we do it, you know, I would be okay with it. But if it was like me personally, and even if I, I forget, I think the lower tier, I, the lower tier is like twenty dollars a month. I mean, it's not particularly cheap. You know, at twenty bucks a month, having your certs get renewed for you, managing your firewall for you. I mean, yeah, I don't know. It it would be it'd be hard. <laughs> they the, seem like nice Patreon benefits for supporting Taylor. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know? I mean, that's kind of what you're doing, right? And it, it doesn't help that DigitalOcean has, and I'm not even sure if she was using DigitalOcean. I, I don't remember if she told us what service she was using, but DigitalOcean. Uh, yeah, she was. Yeah, they, they within the last year, have added, like, firewalls so that you can actually manage your own firewalls now through their interface, and you don't have to log into each individual server and configure the firewall on the server. So DigitalOcean, you know, they they they're enabling these services now that are making it easier to manage this stuff. You know, it's because when when you spin up a server through Forge, you still have complete access. It's still your server on your DigitalOcean account. You you can shut down Forge and the server keeps going. You don't have to worry about that. Um, and she, you know, she's obviously aware of that. So the question is just becomes, you know, what benefit is it after the service spun up? What benefit is there having Forge? And, you know, not a whole, depends on how much of an ops person. She had alluded to the fact that she was learning ops. And so she wanted to learn some of the stuff like Assembly and um, Ansible, not Assembly, sorry, Ansible and a few of the other automation uh, tools out there. And honestly, I mean, you know, you're going you're you're going to end up shooting yourself in the foot. Every ops person does it, and that's how you're going to learn to get better. Oh yeah, <laughs> you'll um, you'll eventually figure out that when you try to switch from uh, MySQL file per table to you know turn that on, that you've you've completely hosed yourself. Yeah. The the push to deploy is nice. You know the fact. Getting any sort of deployment strategy down takes time to learn. Yeah, this is true. And and you still have to babysit it, you know. I mean, yeah, that's the thing. Is like even with, uh, like, I had a script that I that you know would renew all my um, let's encrypts uh, because the, the let's encrypts is only good for like three months. So you have to you have to renew. And there are all these little scripts out there that allow you to auto renew and. And I have them deploy, and you know, ninety percent of the time they they go off without a without a hiccup. But then there's that always that ten percent of the time where you get an email that says, "Hey, your cert's about to expire. Um, do you want to do something about that?" And 
it's like damn you know it's like uh yeah i guess i, I guess i gotta get, go in that box to see why it's not renewing you have to kind of walk through everything the, the other thing I, I do like about forge is um and you don't get this with aws or with digital ocean is being being a, a consulting firm and being somebody who uh, has a lot of websites. It's nice to have it all in an interface where I can look and see. Because as I might as I was migrating stuff over, you know, I'm logging into old servers. I'm like, wow, crap! This this site is still out here. Why do we Why do we still have this out here? And you know, there's so much stuff out there that was just like dead sites that you know you just you forget about the configuration. You don't go in there and look at it. And you know, we still had like the uh, call for papers for uh for uh wave out there you know just a bunch of old stuff that you know didn't need to be out there anymore and with um with forge you have a nice little interface that shows you all the sites you have configured i, I like that that's that's fun so yeah i'm using forge i think i think i'm gonna stick stick for oh i'm gonna stick with it for at least a year because i paid for a year up front so <laughs> <laughs> I'm I'm amazed that this next issue is not a ticket on your column here. What's that? Do you do you even do you see what I'm talking about here? Uh, I'm actually making Oh, we were talking about this today. Yeah. And I I told some I told the developers I'm like it's been so long since I've used Windows I I so strongly don't care about this. <laughs> so the thing that Eric doesn't care about is that Microsoft is retooling Edge Browser around the Chromium engine. Which I think just makes sense. Uh, But, you know, Microsoft doing stuff that makes sense is kind of out of the ordinary. So, it's it's interesting. Um, But the interesting stuff to me was the blog post that officially confirmed the rumor um the blog post states our goal is to do this in a way that embraces the well-established open source model that's been working effectively for years meaningful and positive contributions that align to long-standing thoughtfully designed architecture and collaborative engineering which if i told you five years ago that that was a quote from a microsoft executive You'd call me a fucking liar and drag me out in the street. Well, and what's even funnier is 10 years ago, they could have released that exact same quote building Internet Explorer based on Mozilla, and it would have been just as relevant. <laughs> right. If you're used to your seeing your uh, requests from your clients come in saying Mozilla engine, no matter what engine they're actually using. Mm-hmm. I, I'm excited. This is uh, this is one step closer to that Linux-based Windows desktop dream that I have, where they abandon proprietary software and they start writing proprietary software on top of the Linux kernel. <laughs> <laughs> Not to sound dumb, but is Firefox using the Chromium? Uh, no, it's still no. It's the yeah, it's still the Mozilla engine, yeah. or well, it has a different name now. I'm just trying to figure out what uh, what is what is Microsoft Edge going to get out of keeping a browser running the Chromium 
engine what what's their goal to not have to pay for developing their own stupid engine anymore but what's the rest what's the rest of the browser that they're developing getting them uh default installs on windows which points to bing you laugh but that's literally it no no i know you're right yes yeah they the fact that when you get a brand new windows machine it loads up bing and says you don't need chrome what who needs chrome that's dumb and bing is still a thing huh yeah and and also in the engine components in the lower levels the usage reporting can favor sending data to microsoft um analytics information can be gathered you know they 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 get stuff sent to them instead of to google um and when when google says do you want to send anonymous usage statistics they kind of don't mean that anymore that the data is anonymized but it's still tokenized to you it just doesn't have your name on it so they're using that information to still target you, but they're saying it's, well, it's just anonymous usage statistics, just so we know how people use our browser. Um, but people recently discovered that uh, Google was customizing search results in incognito mode for unlock, you know, for unlogged in users. Hmm. So they're still, they're still tracking you, even if you're not logged in, because you're still using their system. Microsoft wants a piece of that pie, and they don't want to have to pay for development anymore. And it, it goes back to why Internet Explorer was created in the first place in the face of Netscape, which is Microsoft felt that software development was where the money was at. Selling licenses to Visual Studio was where the money was. And so they created ActiveX for Internet Explorer and started selling the ActiveX development kit and the... Uh, the Microsoft TechNet subscriptions. Mm -hmm. But TechNet died last year, not a thing anymore. And ActiveX never took off. Visual Basic for browsers never took off. And the fact that they focused all their attention on being incompatible with everything else ended up being the thing that killed them. So with the new executive in charge of development after Bomber left they basically said these ideas were stupid and lost us a lot of money let's get back to modern development let other people do it for us for free which i can't disagree with yeah makes sense now can can you get somebody to do my development for free where i still get a paycheck that'd be nice no no oh come on so, hey, well, John, I mean, John, you have, you're using you have Laravel. Taking out here, managing data and microservices. Did you want to talk about that at all, or the, Thomas wanted me to talk about it? Do I want to talk about it? No. <laughs> no, it goes back. To I the... wanted you to talk about it so I didn't have to watch it because it's a 20 minute video. I think it's actually longer than that. I said skip to the 20 minute mark. <laughs> oh yeah, no, it's 52 minutes. <laughs> No, it just goes back to that. I'm I'm very intrigued by microservices. I know there's lots of people out there that just say it's fine to stay in a monolith. We actually ha- hired a consultant recent 
just the other day to talk to our developers and the goal was around a, a few different topics APIs being one of them which was his strong suit and he was very much on the if you can keep it on a monolith why go to a microservice but I've been just watching a ton of videos lately trying to wrap my head around things even more I like a lot of the concepts that come with a microservice just trying to understand that data flow is the harder part right uh, especially since each microservice has its own, should have its own database. They shouldn't be commingling data. Joining tables in a monolith is super easy. You just say, hey, I want to join a user table with a transaction table. Done. But when you, if you separate out your user microservice and your accounting or transaction microservice, there's no more simple joins. So the video that is linked here answered a lot of those questions for me. It just seemed to lay it out well. You have to kind of think about that stuff up front, and maybe now you have a user transaction microservice that is listening to the events from both your user microservice and your transaction microservice and marries that data together and stores it in a completely new way so that when you want to join that data or when you need that joined data, you now ask that service versus trying to mix the other two. It was fascinating. I'm very intrigued and want to keep learning more about it. Event sourcing is the other big topic I'm trying to learn a lot more about. Yeah, event sourcing is key for us on, on I, a couple of projects. Have you seen have you guys seen Professor Do? Nope. It's a it's like an event sourcing Test engine? Mm -hmm. Professor Do? Yeah, P R I think it's P R O O F. P R O O F. How do you spell do? D O. Okay. Making sure. I'm not getting anything, so maybe we can bring it up next week instead of all of us <laughs> searching with <laughs> <laughs> I had it up for a while. Pro professor. Yeah, I'm not seeing that at all. Boy. Google does not like try intentionally trying to misspell no. professor. Nope. It doesn't, it doesn't help... Uh... You know, after you say, no, no, that's really how I meant to spell it, then everything else comes up proofreading, proofreading, proofreading. <laughs> do, you, do you have dyslexia? We can help. <laughs> All right. Yeah, I know event sourcing is a big, big topic. Um, yeah, well, 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 there's a lot more to come come with that. I'm sure you'll hear, hear from us. John, did you listen to last week's show? Nope. I announced the the uh, acquisition of uh, Git Mission Control .io. That's Git Mission Control .io. If you haven't heard it, it's a monitoring system. Git Mission Control .io. Actually, I lied. I did listen because I heard that 
and freaked out because there was still so much work that needed to be done. So I I scrambled quickly to get billing set up and, and <laughs> monitor trying to get uh, Google Analytics moved over to our account. Yeah, and yeah, we that, still, we still have a few things to, to update. And again, not being a Laravel person, it's like I know enough to get messy in there. So I I found out you know some silly little things with Google Analytics, and I changed the view, and still in the template there was two places for the your ID to show up, and it changed in one but not in the other, and it was driving me absolutely nuts. Yeah, I still don't know why. It worked in I, one I, spot, but not the other. I, I knew a reboot was going to work, but yeah, I don't know. We did everything that, that should have that should have cleared that cache. It, and, it had to have yeah, been just... Nginx uh, reverse proxying or reverse caching or proxy caching, whatever it is. The Nginx had to have been involved, but you said you even restarted Nginx. I had restarted Nginx, yeah, so I don't know. Yeah, that, I, that was that was a pain. I I cleared the the cache in using PHP Artisan. I rebuilt views. I tried almost every PHP Artisan command I could think of to clear that out. And looking at the the view that was compiled in the storage directory, it was correct. It, it would change because it was hard coded in the view originally. And then it changed to the get env or whatever that command was in both places. So it matched and should have been returning correctly. It just was not. It, was, it just drove me nuts. Anyway. Well, yeah. I'm super so, excited you're coding Laravel now. Maybe you'll actually ask me questions I can answer for you. I tried and I got, I got a smug yeah. little response. Like, can you stop doing that? You can you please do that somewhere else? Okay. I told you the day before that I was having issues with with uh, Laravel. I was having trouble getting an API up and running. So I what thought, I hey, if I, share an error if I share an error message with him, he'll have some sort of insight. Like, oh, you Sean. shouldn't be using a – you need a collection here, not a – John, I'm, I'm your friend. You can hit me up anytime you need a question answered. Thanks, Thomas. All right. All right. I think that's it. I think we're good, right? Well, you don't want to. You don't want to talk about Google killing Hangouts. What? That's a problem. <laughs> seeing how that's how we do the show. Well, they're just moving it to Meet. They, yeah, they started. We, it, yeah, they started it with not even moving it. It's so ridiculous. There, there were a bunch of articles lately that were saying Google's killing Hangouts. Google's killing Hangouts, and. What Google actually was talking about was the Hangouts app that's currently in development is going to be merged with another app called Hangouts Meet and Hangouts Chat. And that in no way is Hangouts actually getting killed. And no one has to worry. Okay, wow. it's a fake news. Right? Is that what you're saying? Yeah, I, I dislike that term quite a bit. <laughs> Okay, uh, so yes, I'm going I'm I'm to continue down, down the path of wrapping up the show, then. Sounds good to me. Well, I but I have questions. See, you put tickets on here, and then you ignore them. 
Yeah, because I don't know. Yeah, I don't necessarily need to talk about all of them. I don't have a lot. What, what's ticket? Do you, you do the same thing, by the way. These two tickets that, that are left have been here for how old are these? Oh well, okay. You tell me why they've been left there. July eighteenth. And, and I am only allowed so much doom and gloom per episode, okay? And those tickets have been sitting there waiting for their chance. Hey, did we find out what happened with SpaceX with the stage one? Did it? It landed in the ocean. It completely failed. It didn't completely fail. It was just one of the landing fins broke while it was trying to land and then f- fell in the ocean. I'm shocked that they're allowed to try and land it over land if something like that could happen. Did did they somehow control it to make it land in water since it was out of control? I'm sure they have like a self-destruct where it just blows the whole thing up. That's so scary, though. Imagine if it if it lost control higher up and landed, you know, 10, 20 miles away from the intended well, spot. When they do land it over land, it comes in over the ocean to a beachside landing pad. Mm-hmm. So it's not, it's not over. When it would have failed, it still would have been over the ocean. And the self-destruct would have just sent it straight down instead of trying to guide it into a landing spot so we hope so i mean yeah but i mean that's why nasa still does the cape canaveral launches because it's they can guide everything with ocean every direction around them Mm -hmm. and if something goes wrong just blow it up but no i'm i'm curious because you put a ticket on here for graphql server for laravel Yes, that's no, very I wanna interesting. Go, I want to go back to that. So, you kill. Can you imagine? Kinda. Can you imagine that you're you're? I mean, you're already sitting on a ton of fuel that can explode anyway. But to know that there's like dynamite or some some other explosive in there that we're like, ah, eh, something's going wrong. Let's just blow it up. Well, one of the tricks with these devices is that. All you have to do is compromise the structural integrity a tiny, tiny, tiny bit. So it's not like it's a big block of dynamite or C4. Uh, yeah, that's a good point. All they do is basically screw up the aerodynamics and the thing rips itself apart. That works when it's way up high, not when it's almost ready to land. Anyway, all right. Oh, no. GraphQL. It's, it's going real fast. Why are you looking at GraphQL? Because uh, I, I was I looking think at GraphQL Graph... could potentially be the future of APIs, and uh, I'm really curious about this Laravel package for GraphQL. But I haven't had a chance to work with it, hence why I'm not talking about it because I don't have any more insight there. It's just that there's there's now a, a a pretty popular package out there for GraphQL for Laravel called Lighthouse, and again. Something I want to look into, but haven't, since we're, I'm not talking about it. Why do you think it's the future right. of APIs? <sighs> you are like, you know, I did a bunch <laughs> of analytics, and people were wanting shorter podcasts. I had this thing under an hour, five minutes Bull, ago. I had bullshit. Show me the data. Oh, I was that's ready. absolutely the data. That's absolutely. They Show want, me. They want under an hour podcast, and they want under ten minute quick segments. 
So if you're like a, a daily YouTuber or, or a poster, they're looking for under 10 minutes. And if you're a podcaster, they're looking for under an hour. I'll 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 get I'll get the analytics for you and I'll share it with you. But that's uh, that's weird because I, who's the most popular podcaster? It's Joe Rogan, right? If if we're if we are uh, if we stop now, we'll be under an hour once you cut out all the crap. We'll be at like ten the, minutes. That's, I'm looking at Joe Rogan's podcast and his is two hours and seventeen. You know, people minutes. like you kill me when you when you go to like the top of the tier. Of, of like the best and say well let, what how's he do? oh well you know people listen to him for two hours you think anybody wants to listen to you for two hours thomas no they don't no nobody wants to i'm listen just to curious i thought you were i thought you had ambitions i thought you wanted to be the I, best i do and i you, want more people you've started opening the podcast by saying we're the premier we need to adhere to to you know kind of formats that people are willing to consume that's that's that from- my goal here from my experience, a good portion of our listeners are truck drivers who want something they can <laughs> you know listen to for one the long truck haul. Driver. You know, one, one, one Gishu is the one truck driver who listens to our show. And it's, he, but, he, but he's trying. He's trying to pull up stats. That's a significant. That's a significant statistical number for our listeners. That's like thirty percent of our listeners out there. Jesus. <laughs> I mean, if I can extrapolate from our sample data here in Discord of 51 people and and then our total number of listeners of 500-ish, then that's that's 10. The one (laughs) cross-country truck driving uh, podcast listener. Well, ask him. Ask him. Ask him. Gishu, when you hear this podcast... Make sure you pop into this Discord. You tell us. Matter of fact, everybody who listens to us who's in our Discord, and everybody's welcome. The links are on our website. This is no secret. Pop into Discord. You let us know what you feel is a good amount of rambling that you guys are willing to listen to. You, 45 you minutes is the correct are... answer. Anything yeah. other than 45 minutes, you're wrong. Just and if you're a Patreon, you get two votes. This is true. This is true. Your, your vote counts twice as a Patreon. That's will not disagree. The Patreon thing, appreciate. Does it matter? Does it matter what level you're nope. a Patreon at? Nope. That's just one no. of the cross-platform benefits you have. Your vote counts for double. We we, we got to put that on the official benefits. Your vote <laughs> counts for double. Your votes count. For we double. care about you more. <laughs> you you get two yes. votes. There you go. All right, Eric, you're freezing up. Perfect time to end this. That's right. All right, I, you've been you've been chomping at the bit. Close it out. I can see you moving. Okay. All right, I'll keep going. I've got a great article here. So we're gonna on wrap how this to turn up. a this web app into a full program with Electron. PHP Ugly, your premier PHP podcast. Recorded I, in San Diego. There's in San Diego in 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 Colorado Rocky. Uh, what are you, where are you at? Colorado, Colorado Springs. Springs. Colorado oh my Spring, God. Rocky area. There. It's been two years now. In in apparently cross country truck driving number one voted podcast. Also, I might add, we'll, we'll come out with a survey back in all this later <laughs> <laughs> your your number one enterprise level <laughs> podcast 
<laughs> I'm your host, Eric Van Johnson. D- David is fired. We're fired. <laughs> Why? I don't know where that message just came in from, but we're firing him. <laughs> what are you okay. talking about? Oh, uh, a friend of the show, David Kwan, just replied in show questions. One hour to 1.5 hours. See? So on board. He's, he is on He's board. trolling you, Thomas. That's And that's two votes, oh. I'd like to mention. Since, since that's he's, that's true. Wait, wait, wait. wait. Pause, pause. Time out. Since David is listening, in about 55 minutes, I'd like to say happy birthday, David Kwan. Oh, happy Aww. birthday, David Kwan. DJ in Discord. Make sure you go in there and DQ. DQ. What the? DQ in Discord. Oh, oh, and we've got a plus one from Frontal Nugity, which is actually he a plus two. is actually Canadian, so his Nugity. vote doesn't count. We should we should put that out there. See, <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'm just kidding, Ted. You know your vote counts. Counts in my heart where it matters. Oh, you've, right. you've been listening to another aerodynamic self-destruction. <laughs> I'm your senior host, Tom Wrightout. I am your executive host, Eric Van Johnson. I'm your new Laravel developer, John Congdon. <laughs> Keep, Keep it ugly. John! What? John! Keep it ugly! You oh. said it? You going to say no, it? No, Derek. Keep no. it ugly. Keep it ugly. This is what happens. I was so excited to hang up. I was so so excited. It's a total failure. Start over. (laughs) You're listening to the again. Thanks for listening to this episode of PHP Ugly, and thanks to our sponsors, the Diego Dev Group. If you're looking for developers who care about the code they create, the communities they build, and the solutions they implement, then reach out to the Diego Dev Group. You can find the Diego Dev Group at www.diegodev.com. That's www.diegodev.com. Show notes and RSS feeds can be found at www.phpugly.com. Follow PHP Ugly on Twitter at phpugly or join us in our Discord channel. Subscribe to the podcast on iTunes, Google Play, or in your favorite podcast listener. A rating of five stars is always appreciated. Until next time, keep it ugly.